Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There have been too many people who've gotten involved in too many relationships that have gone off track. Most of the time, it has to do with our approach to getting involved in these relationships. Today, our oldest daughter, Jasmine, is going to be sharing some biblical principles to singles from the book of Judges, looking at the life of Samson and how he related to the women that caused him major issues in his life. Grab a hold of your Bible, take a listen to Jasmine Berry as she talks about love at first sight. Really? Stay tuned after today's message and we'll let you know how you can get it in its entirety. I know you will want to hear it again. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. There are a lot of single people in the church who are ready. And sometimes you just don't know. Like, especially now, like we have a lot of new people here. Like there's still people that I don't even know. So you don't know. Like there might be somebody like, oh, they're, you know, I think they're, they're cool. Some, sometimes you have to spy out the land. You have to like look and see like who's available and then like observe for a minute. I hate to say this, but you got to observe them in their natural habitat. Like you got to see how they respond to normal things. Because what happens is when you... When somebody knows that you like them, they can start putting on a front, right? You act a completely different way when you know you like somebody than when you are with your normal people. That's the one thing that I loved about the relationship that I have with my husband is that we were friends for like four or five years before we, I had known him like 13 years, but we were like friends, friends before we even thought about getting in a relationship with each other. So I already knew how he responded to things. Like, you need to see, like, how do they respond to conflict? Like, how do they respond to friends? Like, do they gossip? Like, do they serve at the church? Do they have a willing heart? Like, sometimes you can do all of that from afar without, like, really truly engaging in anything. Because sometimes you do that from afar, and then you're like, I don't really like that person. Then you don't, then you have a clean slate, and you don't have, you're not weirdly walking around the church because you already went out on a date with that person, and you realize you don't like them, right? So sometimes you have to be like, okay. It, it, you know, ask around. I call your pastors. They'll tell you the truth, too. They'll be like, mm, not the person for you. I got somebody else. You know, they know everybody in the church. But sometimes you have to, like, check people out and see that before you even, because people, especially in church, you've been waiting, waiting a long time for the Lord to send somebody. As soon as the Lord just shows somebody that looks like somebody that could be a potential, people jump on that. And then you get your feelings hurt when it's like, we were really just trying to get to know each other. Right. So sometimes you might need to just say, like, let me just observe that person from afar first and then approach them if that's something that you um, are interested. Find out what makes them tick, like find out what their values are. We kind of went on all over that already. Investigate. Find out as much as you need information you can find out before you dive into a long term commitment. Do your research. Marriage is a lifelong commitment. There is no return policy. No return policy. Judges chapter 15, verse 1 says, Later on, during the wheat harvest, Samson took a young goat as a present to his wife. He said, I'm going into my wife's room to sleep with her, but her father wouldn't let him in. I truly thought you must hate her, her father explained. So I gave her to marriage into marriage to your best man. But look, her younger sister is even more beautiful than she is. Marry her instead. Samson said, this time I cannot be blamed for everything that I'm going to do to you Philistines. And then you're going to have to read that on your own because we have a time constraint. But Samson just, he popped off after that. He was very upset. And so, first of all, 
when I was reading this, I was like, first of all, the fact that he was willing to go back to a relationship that was already like kind of toxic, like blew my mind. Like after all that, he decided to go back. I was like, okay, I'm back. And like, why do we, we do that? Like, why do we do that? Because, we're just, because we long to be in relationships so much, we go to what's comfortable and not what's healthy. And instead of waiting for the right person, we just say, well, I think I can make this work. And a lot of times, I, I try to tell singles, what happens is we get into a thing of like proximity. We think like, because there's nobody in my proximity, like these are the only options that I have. I only know two people who were single. So God, it must be one of these two people. No, I used to tell, I used to tell my friend who got married, I'm like, uh, you don't have any men at your church. Like there's like two men at your church and they're already in relationships. The man of God's not gonna show up on your doorstep. I mean, he could be an Amazon deliverer, but he's not, he's most likely not going to, he's not most likely not gonna show up on your doorstep. So you have to position yourself for, to find the right person, right? And so sometimes we get caught up in proximity. We're just like stuck with the people that we know. Like, okay, well they, you know, they go to church, like let's just get in a relationship with them. Instead of really truly seeking God and having faith that he's gonna send the right person. She had to get a lot. If she had to, she was dating in Houston and it didn't work. She had to expand her territory to San Antonio and boom, God did it. So sometimes you just have to let God expand your tents. You got to get out of your comfort zone because you never know what the Lord's going to do. But this situation with, with Samson and, and everything that happened with his father-in-law and his wife being married off to his best man, it triggered Samson into a downward spiral. He retaliates on the Philistines, burn their homes and their fields to the ground. Before the chapter is over, he kills 1,000 men. And what was interesting to me is if you read the story, the next chapter, he ends up in the bed of a prostitute. And then in the next paragraph, he's in love with Delilah. What happens is a lot of times when we come out of bad relationships, we don't take the time to heal properly before we get into the next one. And that's an imperative step before we move on to what God has for us. I heard a phrase this week that says, broken people break people and then blame them for the pieces. I'm going to say that one more time. Broken people break people and they blame that person for the pieces. It's our job when we're pursuing relationships. It's our job to go into that relationship whole. So if you've come out of a situation that was, you know, you may be, getting divorced, or you may have come out of a divorce, or you may have come out of a toxic relationship or abusive relationship, or just a situation that was super hurtful. Like, take the time to heal. Take the time to, to allow God to do what he has to do so that you're a whole and healthy individual. And what does that look like? That, you know, that looks like seeking the Lord, but that also look like, I said this last time, and I'm going to say it again. It may also look like going to a counselor and figuring out, like, what part did I play in that explosion of a relationship like what can I do to get better and work on yourself a little bit but whatever you have going on internally is not going to be fixed by a new relationship and a lot of times we bring in our baggage we bring in our situations into a relationship thinking that the relationship is going to fix it and it just exacerbates it later on in Judges chapter 16 I'm trying to wrap this up Judges chapter 16 Samson falls in love with Delilah and most of us know this story he falls in love with her and then he, the Philistines are like, wait a minute. Now we got something going on. Not only does he fall in love with her, he falls in love with Delilah, who is another Philistine woman. So he's repeating the cycle of choosing somebody who was not good for him. 
And a lot of times, we, we wonder why we keep getting the same results. We keep picking the same type of people, just different names and different social security numbers. If that didn't work before, like, how's that gonna work again? Like, we, we're gonna have to find new qualities. But what happened was, he, he goes and he's in this relationship with Delilah, and the Bible says he's not married to her, so now he's shacking up with Delilah. So he didn't downgrade it. He went from being married to, like, shacking up and in a, a sexually immoral relationship with her. And so that, his relationship with her just consumed him, and he was just so caught up in, in that that he was blinded to what was really going on. And so the Philistine army came to her and was like, hey, we'll, we'll offer you, like, a thousand pieces of, of, of coins to uh, basically turn him over to us. Like, we need to find out why he's so strong. And so she's like, I got y'all. So she was not loyal from the beginning, guys. She was definitely not a ride or die. Like, she did not have his back. And so what happened was the, uh, she starts testing him. She starts asking him. She's like, Samson, like, what makes you so strong? So Samson's like, I'm not going to give that up. So he lies to her. And so then she, d- she does exactly what he tells her. Like, oh, we're not, we're not going to go on that because we don't have time. But, you know, thing number one, like, oh, you could, this, this is what's causing me to uh, be strong. So she tries that, doesn't work. She goes back to him three times. Now, after the first time, if I told her the reason why I'm strong is because I do X, Y, and Z, and you go and do X, Y, and Z, now I'm looking at you sideways because you're trying to trap me. But then you let it happen a second time. And then you let it happen a third time. So it ain't Delilah's fault, it's his fault. Because he refused to look at the red flags. And a lot of times when we're deep, knee deep in a relationship, we refuse to look at the red flags. I mean, they're just as big as day. Red, just red. In front of our face. And we, we refuse to look at them. Until we get to a point where we're like, oh, snap. Now I'm in a situation, I don't know how to get out of this. Why why did anybody tell me? When the Lord is trying to show you time after time after time, this person is probably not a good person. It's probably probably not the person that you're supposed to be in a relationship with. But there will always be red flags and warnings in the beginning of a relationship to either heed or bypass. But you have to be looking for them. Samson's warnings came over time throughout his life, and for every sign he ignored, sin gained more and more mastery over his life. God cares about our relationship, so we should ask the Holy Spirit to reveal information about people before we decide to join our lives with him. I'm going to tell you, when I got married to my husband, before we started dating, I was actually on a fast, and then we started dating, and then I cried out to the Lord, and I said, God, I need you to show me whatever you need to show me, and I need you to make it abundantly clear what I need to do, because what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to get in a relationship and say, I missed it. I'm not going to get in a relationship and say, I missed God. So I'm going to pray until I hear a word from God. I need you to make it clear. Clear. Like clear eye, like the guy, the clear eye guy with the little drops. I need to see 2020 vision with this relationship. God, don't hide anything from me. And my husband can tell you, we had over like 30 confirmations. I'm like, God, confirm it. My parents were like, yeah, this is good. Our spiritual mentors were like, yeah, this is what you should do. Like, friends and family, yeah, this is what you should do. We had strangers in airports, in random places, in restaurants coming up and said, this is the relationship you should be in. To the point where we're like, okay, God, we get it. (laughs) 
But at the same time, when times get hard, we know God did this. So if God joined us together, we're going to have to ride this thing out because he has a plan for this relationship. But what happens is when you don't know that God brought that relationship together, you're like, I must have missed God. It's time for me to get out and find somebody else. Because there are going to be times where things are hard. There's going to be times where, th- where you struggle. There's going to be times where you'll be like, Lord, remind me what you said again, Jesus. But if God had never said anything to you, he can't remind you of anything. So we have to hear from God. Samson ignored the red flags. And basically what ends up happening is that, you know, the last time he just gave in because she kept nagging him and she gave in and he, he told her what his strength was and she went and she basically turned him over to the Philistines and they took him. And the Bible says they gouged his eyes out. And what was interesting to me, the thing that got him into trouble to begin with was the very thing that he ended up losing, which was his eyesight. How many people are like Samson who, when he saw something that was enticing to his eye, he wanted it regardless of the consequences and the character of the person. Many people have gotten involved in relationships just because someone looked good to them on the outside, but they weren't good on the inside. This is Jerry G. Martin, and we certainly hope that you've enjoyed this message today. You've been listening to a message to our congregation by my oldest daughter, Jasmine. If you know someone who's single, let them hear this message. And you can hear it again by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. I want to take a moment to invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We are open for in-person service every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. You're welcome to come. We still have some safety protocols in place as we are looking out for your well-being. But come on out. Hear the Word of God. Pastor Jackie is in a dynamic series, and she'll be teaching. I'll be speaking from time to time, but God will be speaking every time at The Light of the World. We are at 16161 Old Humble Road every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Also remember we have the Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus for your Sunday school materials, your books, Bible, communion supplies, and church supplies. Call us at the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.